Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, P2P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house and on the airwaves. Yes, we are. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the wheezy in the world. I'll just say that. And if you're a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on, and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream. Yeah, that's pretty solid. And it'll do some damage, and you'll still eat the ice cream. But anyway, check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit-chatter. Man, if anybody has been listening to this show, you know, you know, you know, last weekend was a doozy. We had three shows, none to our happiness. We wanted to be at all three at different parts of the month of May, but lo and behold, they all fell on the same day, which was Cinco de Mr. Bean Spindotti. I'm going to get that out there early and often. But anywho, that day, Cinco de Mayo, was all kinds of insanity, all kinds of craziness. You had Mike Newman up at the Diva Classic helping out judging there. You had my co-host, my PIC. Yes the other half of P4P Real Talk, and it was Desiree Fletcher Carruthers. She was over in Peoria covering the heart of America, and I was at my hometown, my first love, my loyalty, the Chi-Town Showdown. And, oh, it's such a good segue because we have the man of the hour, and he happened to win the overall and become a new pro in the process and I speaking of none other than Mr. Vince Bindotti. So he's going to introduce himself, tell you what he did, how he prepped, and then we'll get this show started. So Mr. Vince, say hello to the natural community and the P4P fanatics. Hello there, everybody. How are we all doing today? Glad to be on. Glad to be here with you, Kaylin. Couldn't have asked anybody better. And tell you what, I want you to MC my shows from now on because that introduction is about as good as we're going to get. So <laughs> I just need you to come with me to every show from now on. All right? Does that work? <laughs> Got you. It'd be an honor. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, it's, it's, it's been great, especially having you along for the ride and you there at the show. I mean, man, I think our friendship's going on, what, 10 years or something now? Yeah, sort of way yes, back at, at GNC, right? Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and absolutely. Because uh, one of the benefits of having, uh, you know, that kind of background at GNC, because I think you guys were the first ones to actually research the product and the supplement, so you know if there was any harmful side effects, and you were getting it firsthand. You weren't getting uh, the bro science, what I'll call it, or the gym gossip. You actually knew what you're taking. And, you know, supplements for natural athletes is a very big deal. And, you know, a lot of people try to downplay it because for some reason they think they, you know, you have all the time in the world to sit at home, your diet's going to be fine, everything's going to be locked in place, and somehow or another God just blesses you to get a good genetic body and you step on stage after four weeks of prep and you'll win. And you already knew the reality before you even started, and, and you still found a way to make that happen. After all the juggling that, and you, like I said, you knew going ahead of time going into it that it's not as easy as everybody was saying, and, you know, that tub of protein is not going to last you a year. There, there was all kinds of things you already knew, 
So we're going to break it down so people can understand the process of competing, but also understanding the, the background and research it takes to make a healthy body uh, step on stage. I know some of you guys are already looking. Uh, if you go to our page, you'll see one picture of Mr. Vince of Ben Dotti, and he's going to be, he's already doing his pose down. We shared that link, and you'll see what a, a, a person that already understands what they're getting into steps on stage looking like. So, Vince, uh, tell us about uh, what the prep was like, and also tell us what it was like to step at the Chi-Town Showdown. One, you had competed before, and we'll get back into that and do the backstory behind it. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So my prep was uh, just about 16 weeks as far as um, where I started kind of cutting out. Last year mm-hmm. I wanted to do the Chi-Town, but it just didn't work out financially. I, I couldn't swing it. It was kind of a big disappointment, but I just got, got razor-sharp focus for this year, kind of knowing I have a full year to kind of prep for this. Uh, immediately from, like, last May, um, that was something that I, I was kind of in a weird spot, and we can we can talk about that as far as mentally later on if you'd like, but it was very, very much something I needed to focus on. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and that's when I really decided that I was like, I don't, you know, whatever happens, I was getting on stage that next year. It's just enough was enough. I was ready to do it. And with all the action yeah. and everything you always hear about the Chi-Town and just the prestige after only seven years, I mean, you you know what you're getting yourself into on that one. And, I mean, tell you what, <clears throat> even a couple weeks before, I was getting nervous. You know the quality of athletes that are going to be up there. You know who you're going to be up yes. against. And, you know, you're, you're second-guessing everything those last couple of weeks when you're like, oh, should I do this? Should I tweak that? Should I add this? Should I take this away? Um, a lot of that was in it. Now, my, my prep was mostly, like I said, 16 weeks. Um, it was a, a decent amount of carb cycling through it. Um, I think I started mm-hmm. my calorie intake was about 4,000, and I think I dipped into about the 1,800s at the lowest, uh, lowest point there. So pretty, pretty steady, gradual decrease. It was uh, for the first 14 weeks of my prep, it was a little complicated because I was serving at Maggiano's which is a fine dining mm-hmm. restaurant, so saying no to all the bread and pasta was a little tough. Uh, but on top of that as well was just the – no, it's not. And then and getting in enough food while you're running around, you know, from table to table, working doubles and stuff like that and slamming shakes or trying mm-hmm. to get this, whatever you can. You know, you're, I'm choking down chicken breast in two minutes flat, and, you know, you got to get back out there. And it, it helped as far as the cardio aspect, but really keeping that – keeping my muscle was, was becoming more and more challenging as the lower my calories got. I was fortunate yeah. enough, though, um, uh, the last couple of weeks to, to focus strictly on, on, on the show, and I was lucky enough to kind of piece everything together and, and be able to kind of fill my physique back out and to get on stage feeling feeling good, feeling like I brought something, and, and I didn't have that drained, um, almost like that, that exhausted-type feeling on stage. I wanted to have some yeah. life to me when I got up there. And that's because, uh, as you know, in, in posing and, and feeling the muscle is just as important as being shredded because if you can't pose the muscle and you can't show it off, it doesn't really matter what's there. So that was kind of kind of my biggest biggest challenge just to be able to do that on stage. So that's a little bit more how my prep went. But um, as far as uh, even competing for the first time was about, about eight years ago, and uh, that was unbelievably eye-opening. That I guess kind of looking back on everything, um, I don't believe I was too arrogant going into it, but now I can honestly say that, yes, I definitely was. It was um, something where I, I've always been decently lean. I, I played football in high school. I played a little bit in college, and I hurt my hurt my knee actually in 
And that's when I've always had a passion for bodybuilding and was able to kind of start going towards that route. And that's kind of where yeah. I kind of started to consume my life. And, you know, you were there for my first show. You saw the package I brought. I wasn't nearly lean enough. I wasn't nearly full. I, you know, you listen to this person, you listen to that person, you, you hear all these rumblings. Oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. You start throwing in the kitchen sink and, and you don't follow a single plan and you end up looking way worse than maybe you even started a few exactly. weeks prior to that, you know, and that's, and that was kind of the, kind of what I had to learn. And, you know, you, again, listening to this person, that person, there's a lot of misinformation out. There's a lot of, you know, in, oh, in the, in our industry, there's a lot of rumors, right? Right. I mean, all this stuff. I mean, geez, the hours we used to talk at GNC on, on, on just, you know, the supplement industry, that's even for me trying to get down to the nitty gritty, you know, you're taking your protein and your creatine and, you know, you want it, you want to take some caffeine, you want this fat burner, but you don't know what you're even going to get. You know, you go to a yeah. mom and supplement store and it says caffeine and, you know, caffeine and green tea. Well, you never know. They might've thrown ephedrine in there. They might've thrown something else in there. You, you, you never, you never know what could happen or if it could have been completely accidental and it's just from a different batch of something else that was in there. With, with, yes. with, without having that regulation, you know, in the supplement industry, it's, it makes it a little scary for us because it could be something we thought we were taking completely normal. Like you said, you're sitting at home, you've got your diet right, your posing is right, everything's done, and then you get that test results back, and you're like, what do you mean I had this in my system? And, and it's on you and yes. the athlete because you're taking it, right? You know, you're, you're, you're the one exactly. who's going out there, and, but, but it's, it's a scary world. It is a scary world out there in the supplement industry because you, you just you don't always know. Um, so that's, that was for me is try to get that good backing as well. Um, you know, make sure you're finding those good companies that, you know, have been around for a while, that they have the good track record. They have the, you know, the manufacturing processes behind them. <clears throat> and you have that kind of going to, into the prep and, and kind of being able to push you that much, that much farther. But it definitely, definitely as far as working at GNC was able to kind of show me that and, and be able to kind of work through that system and know some of those warning signs and those red flags before it was too late. And, you know, it, it got me disqualified exactly, or something yeah. like that, you know? So it was, it was absolutely huge. Um, by going to school as well, uh, I'm not sure um, to, to what degree the listeners can see this, but I did have my master's in exercise physiology from Illinois state and being able to understand how the body processes things through exercise activity, being able to know what the body needs, what it requires and to understand the fuel that goes behind it was really huge and crucial to my successes and, and everything through my prep because a lot of stuff, like you know, it, it, it's got to be fly by night. You know, unless you have a routine that you're doing every day and that nine to five job where everything is very regimented, you know, you kind of have to make some split second decisions. You know, do I do I throw yeah. in some carbs here? Do I do or like maybe I should stay away from that? It's like, well, I want them for my workout, but at the same time, you're still trying to get shredded. It's 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 that balancing act and knowing when and where to put things is crucial. Absolutely crucial. Amen to that. Amen to that. Now, uh, Jake has uh, watched the video and he says, "Dude, it's huge." Uh, that there's one of the mistakes of. Uh, and natural athletes is we always look bigger without the body fat. Um, you looked massive on stage. Uh, actually, you went up against Scott DeBenny in the uh, in the overall, and he looked jacked himself. And he, I mean, this guy it, it, he's not he's not no pushover, and that was for the overall. So you can imagine the competition that you guys were doing on stage. You actually went up against uh, a lot of the guys from the gym. And I think that's where we go back to the competition side, but also the friendship side, to make sure that we all do make it because everybody understands the, the, the you know the sacrifice, the dedication 
and they want everybody to make it because we know that it's truly uh, heartbreaking not to be able to finish, like you said last year, where you had a, you had a mind to do it, but you 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 couldn't because you know other things uh, came into play. Life happens, and I think a lot of people don't understand. You know, when you start mm-hmm. a prep, I said there's five thousand people that start a prep, but there's maybe thirty three that actually finish. And it's not by quitting. It's not by saying, you know, screw this, I can't do it. It's life that happens, and, and those things basically take their toll. And it is a mental journey as well as a physical. So now, uh, now the guys, uh, the guys and the gal saw the video, and they're basically uh, asking these questions. One of them is, how did you maintain your fullness? This is from Sarah. Uh, she's getting ready for her first show uh, this year, probably sometime in September. And she, as a female, struggles with, like you said, keeping on mm-hmm. the muscle and basically holding holding it to where it actually is a full muscle and not just a big muscle, where it's, it's you want that leanness, but you do want that muscle fullness as well. So if you could speak on that. Of course. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier, I did a lot of carb cycling. And what I mean by that is I've um, – I've had a lot of time, uh, like I said, it's been about eight years since I've been bodybuilding, at least not, um, you know, competitively here and there, but learning my body and, and figuring out what works and what doesn't work, you know, and that has a lot to do with just being able to trial and error some things. Now, mm-hmm. with carb cycling, I knew I can handle decent amount of carbs, and what I tried to do was before my 16 weeks started, I really tried to increase my calories as much as I could to a safe point where I wasn't putting on too much body fat you know it's like you see yourself getting a little soft but you just want to be a little bit above that just to really fill everything out and just be able to have a good starting point i think a lot of people make the mistake when they start their prep they want to immediately drop those calories and start taking off those big chunks and at first it's great right you're like yeah this isn't a big deal like i can handle 2,000 calories but it's like once you like once you drop that straight to 2,000 then where do you go from there? And then you're, then you're dropping it maybe exactly. 100 by 100. And you don't, you don't have anywhere to go. You're gassed. You, have, you, you don't have much left in the tank because you've already used up a lot of those cards that you already had in your pocket. With, for me, one of the main things, uh, with, there's two things I've implemented this prep that was pretty unique. One was a, a glucometer uh, getting closer to the show. Um, so I was actually checking my blood sugar to kind of see where that was. But then also checking my weight every day. And it was a fat. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I checked it. I did a, um, and I, w- I would check my weight every every morning. Try to do it fasted. When I went to the gym, I do my cardio. I did I did about twenty twenty five minutes. You know, I would do it on a just on a treadmill, just like a steady state walk. Then I would kind of bump it up a little bit and either do stair uh, step mill or I would do some like high intensity work. And I would pose after that too. And I would always weigh myself at the end all the time. Try to get more of a consistent reading. When I was doing that, I would watch my weight fluctuate, and it was pretty pretty interesting because you'd see like day by day, if you're consistent with your calories, everything was pretty similar. Maybe I drop a maybe I drop a pound, maybe I drop half a pound, maybe sometimes I'd even go up half a pound. But what I noticed is mm-hmm. like okay, a solid pound one day, maybe another half pound next day, another half pound next day, and then all of a sudden I see like a four pound drop, and that's when I would yeah. see and I would kind of be like, whoa, hold on here, and then I would reintroduce a little bit more. So I'd have a little bit of a higher refeed. And then I kind of try to play with it a little bit to see what my body can handle. So I started off earlier in the prep. And I think this is why you need to have a longer prep is so you can try these things yeah. out as you go about doing them, right? It's, it's, it's kind of that trial and error because if you're like, okay, I could probably get shredded in 10 weeks, you better be straight on point for those 10 weeks. Because otherwise, yeah. you make one mistake, you, you don't have room to correct it. You know, it's, it's, it's got to be perfect. 
So with me, I was able to be like, okay, I'm gonna, my refeed is going to be, you know, the next day. I knew that. All right, well, I'm going to try, you know, 400, cal- or 400 carbohydrates. Well, I did that, and my body ran through it like gasoline on fire. It was nothing. So then I knew the next time I had to up it a little bit. Then I'd do 500, and then it was 600. And then 600 is about where I stayed uh, for my refeed. I went higher to about 700, and that's when things kind of started looking a little weird. And so what I would do is I would get that kind of higher day, stair-step it back down to anywhere between 75% to about 50% of what I did that day for my refeed, and I would kind of stair-step it from that. And I would try to keep more of my activity to the same, and I would try to keep those carbs kind of come down a little bit more. And then with the glucometer, I was able to do that closer to the show. And that, that one kind of helped me out a little bit more as far as getting that fullness for my show. Because I was able mm-hmm. to kind of watch everything. I was taking my blood sugar fasted every morning, and I would see it kind of, kind of start withering down, see that insulin sensitivity come up a little bit. And then, man, it was like I started loading. And before my show, I don't know if you want me to get in any sort of peak week stuff here. Um, but ahead. before my show, yeah, about two, about two days before, well, I was checking every day, but about two days before that Thursday, I started my refeed in the middle of the day. The reason I, I did that was because when I kind of did those other calories before, I noticed that like a day and a half of loading was like perfect for me. Like two days was a little too much. I wouldn't, didn't wake up looking as crisp, but a day and a half, that was my point. So I started that Thursday, about midday after my depletion workout, took my resting uh, blood sugar, and it was about, I think it was 65. It was incredibly low. And so I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I knew my body was primed, ready for some, some carbohydrates. And that's a little low, lower than I'd like. Um, not that most listeners should be going that low because, it, you know, it could cause some exhaustion, uh, yeah. exhaustion, things like that. It's just how it happened for me. And luckily it, it did work out. So I don't want anybody to follow suit, just kind of going off of my own experience here. And yeah. after that, I started carving up big time. And it was, you know, and I was doing about 75 grams of carbs with every meal. I had my protein that day on Thursday. I wasn't worried about that. Um, fats were, were pretty low. And so I started doing 75 grams, 75 grams, and then watching my blood sugar. My blood sugar wasn't, wasn't, wasn't doing too much. It was staying around 80, maybe 90 as well as my body was just utilizing those carbs. And then I actually started really going, man, I need to up this up a little bit because I wanted my blood sugar around 130 the night before, get that sugar in there, and then have it kind of load up for that next day for Saturday, right? So on Friday, yeah. I couldn't get my blood sugar over 90 until about midnight. Wow. And I'm like sitting there sweating. Like, I want to get sleep. You know how exhausted you are. And I'm like, come on, come on. So I started slamming rice cakes, oatmeal. And I, there's, I didn't eat. I even like cut out protein for the last couple hours there and be like, I'm just doing carbohydrates. Finally, at about, I think, 1.30 in the morning, I got it to 131. Um, I then switched to just my turkey burgers and avocado. Uh, I wanted to get some fats in there to kind of just steady it up a little bit. Woke up the next exactly. morning. My blood sugar was in was at 91, exactly where I wanted to. I, I came in looking full crisp. I didn't have to eat too too much. You know, I, I ate a little bit. I was uh, you know sipping water, um, making sure my I, w- I was getting sodium as well to load up. Uh, you know, on that water and you know and and all the carbohydrates that I was getting. But that was one of the yes. main things that I thought was a big deal was watching that gl- the, my blood glucose because then you could kind of really see what your body's doing. You know, if you have to add yes. water or more sodium to take in those carbs, it was, it was a big help for me. And watching that weight, because I never, like, I, I, I felt depleted, don't get me wrong, but until the last couple of weeks, I didn't feel horrible. And that was different. My first prep, listening to other people, they're like, all right, cut out carbs, you know, cut out sodium. And I was doing nothing yeah. and protein. 
and I looked, I, I felt horrible. My body withered away to like, it was almost nothing. It was like, literally, it's like you took the air out of my muscles. Oh, it was, it out, was bro. pretty, it was, you it was incredible out. actually to see that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's, and that's where you see that you saw it at that first show. It was like all my veins went away. My pumps went away. Like yeah. every, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the right plan. And you know, and you, and you hear the bro science behind things and I went, uh-uh, not going to happen. Um, now for this prep though, I do have to credit a couple guys like Matt Porter, uh, Jason Theobald, um, a lot of a lot of those guys that are prepping people that do a lot of the science behind it. They give those explanations, you know. They they do the, they put out the information, and that's where I get a lot of things like that. Even Jason Theobald uh, from Scooby Prep, great guy, and he I actually even asked him how to uh, I took Expel, uh, you know, for the for for a little bit of a diuretic effect, and without question, mm-hmm. he goes, okay, this is what I do. This is what I do for all my natural guys. Didn't ask for any money. Didn't ask for anything. Helped me out immediately. There wasn't even a question about it, and, I, and that was unbelievable. And that's what's so great about this sport is because it has that capacity because we need help. All this information out there, there's, there's so much that's great, and there's so much that's just absolutely terrible, just myths and rumors that have never worked, and I don't even know how they started, to be quite honest with you. At this, I don't at this show – Right, I don't even know where where a lot of the times these these things come from, but they they're stuck. I mean, you hear things, you know. I mean, I was told for my first show that I should cut water out like four days prior and drink eight ounces for the four yeah. days prior to the show. Could have killed me, you know. And then it's but you 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 don't know any better. You know, I was twenty years old at the time. Sounds you know, you, you think you look at somebody. You, you see, what was that? I said it sounds good, so and, why not try it? <laughs> Right, exactly. And like, you know, it makes sense because they explained it to you. But, it, you know, besides that, there's no bearing. And, you know, once you start thinking logically, it doesn't work. But luckily, I was smart enough not to do that. And I only did it the two days before. But that was, you know, that was not, not a quite good decision on my part. With this one, I wanted to really make sure I left no stone unturned. Um, so with water, with and my electrolyte did. balance, and, try, and trying to do that. Yeah. And that's like trying to make that yeah. happen. And then what was oh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we're going to do compare and contrast because I like what you're bringing up with where you have bro science information and about 30 people giving you feedback and information as compared to people you can trust giving you solid, factual, scientific-backed information because it's truly night and day. And we, we can actually go back to that eight year where you really were trying to soak in a lot of information. I mean, it wasn't like you were doing it uh, just because you had waited too long to start your prep. You'd actually done it with the intent to win. And uh, if people were to see you eight years ago as compared to now, they'd be like, well, what the F? This is the same guy. And it's like, yeah, but he had better information, uh, better diet, and better preparation mentally to do all those things instead of saying, okay, I don't know, so I'll go off of what you say instead of what's actually the truth. And I actually use my own understanding of supplementation to get to where I need to be instead of basically going off of bro science, which is basically just gym crap logic, and it, it makes no sense. Exactly. And it, like you said, I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea where that garbage came from, but I wish it would have stayed in the garbage because it's. I can't imagine the damage done to people's bodies, their minds, and, and you know, just their, their understanding of, and faith in other people because trust will be broken with bro science, I guarantee it a thousand times over. So just, you know, speak to, you know, some of the – because I, I remember the guy, like you said, he, even after he went to the hospital for not drinking water, 
because his body had basically just shut down. And his recommendation for me three days out was to stop drinking water. And I was thinking, you just came out of the emergency. <laughs> yes. And you're still passing that crap along because, you know, he just messed up this time because, you know, he should have had more juice from berries and fruits. And I said, no, you're just a fruit case because you're not making any kind of sense. <laughs> and he ballooned. I think it was a 30-pound increase on on uh, just from the water intake that he should have been doing on a regular basis. But because he had been neglecting it for so long, his body just ballooned to where he looked like the Michelin man. So just to give uh, the eight eight-year bro science, uh, people really intending to help you but actually hurting you in the process as compared to less uh, people giving you information, but it's uh, better received and because it's got science and facts behind it. Oh, yeah, of course. I think a lot of people, you know, they hear one, one, one of the biggest things that, oh, my gosh, it's rising up the wall, and this is in football and any sport ever, there's always some big issue with salt. I don't know what it is. It's like sodium is the devil. It's the worst thing. You know, everybody needs to be mm-hmm. Mrs. Dash. Everyone needs to cut it out. And that's incredibly important. If you don't have sodium, you're not going to have any pumps. Like, people think it's because of a lack of carbohydrates or something. It's like, no, you need the sodium. And a lot of people, yeah. even before the show, they, they, they want to cut it out. <clears throat> oh, I'm going to hold water. It's like, well, yeah, in your muscles where you want it to be. Because when exactly. you start cutting out the sodium, you're screwing with your electrolytes. So, and you're, you're cramping on stage, your muscles, you know, your muscles need the sodium to take in the carbohydrates to make the muscle glycogen. And you got to take in the water with it as well. And that's, what's going to give you the fullness. If you take one of those pieces out of the equation, it's not going to work. So when you, when you take out water, you take out sodium, and then you're just trying to do a bunch of carbs, you just got a bunch of sugar floating around your body. There's no water mm-hmm. to put into the muscle because what's, it's a three to one ratio, you know, water to carbs. So it's like you have, you're only putting carbs in there. That's, it's barely anything, you know, you're, you have no water to put in there too. And then the sodium needs it to be, to be able to actually take in the carbohydrates as well. If you don't have that again, it's still going to be fighting to just to get into the muscle and you have that stringy look again. A lot of people, they want, even with water, you know, this is, this is a big one. Everyone thinks, Oh, you're holding water. So you have to cut water. Well, that's not how it works. Even for me, actually, I made a mistake just this last show. Um, I did it a little bit when I went out for the overall, but for the first show, like I said, I was sipping water. I had, I, had, I had enough. I had my carbohydrates. And then for the, next, for the night show, I didn't want to go and binge. And, you know, I, I knew I, I had a chance to do, some, to do some damage, so I didn't want to risk, you know, getting bloated and everything else. Well, what I did exactly. was I took a little bit too much of a, of a cautious step, and I, I, I teetered a little bit away from the sodium and carbs and water because I was relaxed and not really, not really understanding what I was doing. And I came in looking almost maybe even a little flatter. That night, I didn't, I didn't have that same pop. And then when I went back for the overall um, and everything, I felt like that was when I had a little bit more time to kind of fill back out, get a little bit more water in me, try to get those things back in versus like I even knew there was a competitor who didn't have any carbs, I don't think, until literally that Saturday. You know, and I, and I, was, I was talking to him and I wanted to be like, dude, you need to put them in. But it's, it's, it's hard to tell people that, especially yes. when they're trying to get as shredded as possible. But that la- if that last week, if you're, if you're not where you need to be, no amount of Hail Mary, dive bombing, six hours of cardio is really going to save you. If anything, it's no. going to hurt you, you know, where, where it yes. takes away from that fullness like we talked about. And, you know, and you, and you see that where people want to take away those things, like I said, and, and get back on there, but it's never going to work out the same. 
And even with, you know, say you can do your little tricks. Like I even, you know, I added a little bit of creatine and glutamine the last couple of days to, to try to fill back out as well. You know, they're cell volumizers, mm-hmm. so trying to get a little bit more there. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, you hear stuff about, like, you know, preparation H on the abs. Like, you know, you, you, you hear about all these different uh-huh. crazy things, you know, to, to uh-huh. try to bring in these body parts. Where if you look at the good ones, they're like, like I, I remember um, somebody who's not in the natural world, but John Meadows is somebody who, who puts out a ton of great information. And I remember when he won his pro, pro card, he goes, I didn't, I didn't touch water. I kept it exactly the same. I didn't touch sodium. I, didn't, I, you know, he loaded his carbs, but he kept everything in normally and he just looked great. And it's like, he was ready early. He knew exactly how to peak. He didn't have to throw any Hail Marys and he just went right into yeah. it. And it, and it, I, I think people get caught up in the peak week and like, Oh, I need this trick. And then this person did this trick. It's, it's really, I feel like the more tricks you throw in, the more variables you have to control. And when you can yeah. limit the variables, that's when you can understand it better. You know, when you, when you kind of have an idea of like, because you know those last couple of days, a couple of days out, you don't look like you're about ready to step on stage. And you're like, oh, is this going to work? Yeah. I hope I did my homework. Well, that guessing's taken out of it as long as you do your homework. And I think one of the biggest things is following the right people. Because if you think just a supplement's going to get you to where you need to be, yeah. you're wrong. And I, and I think a lot, of, a lot of the listeners here, they know that. You know, they're very well aware of that. But unfortunately, you still have the people on Instagram and they're, oh, this, this belly wrap and you do this and this is what's going to bring you in and, and oh, stuff like that. And it's just, it's just not the no. right. <laughs> and it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to get you, get you excited there, Taylor. <laughs> but that's, that's just where you, where you see it, you know. And, and you know, you, you, you want to you believe in the industry and you want to see it. I mean, I even went to the Arnold Classic this year. It was, it was great for motivation and I got to see a lot of the people I like, but it also kind of opened my eyes to a lot of what's happening and a lot of the, exactly. maybe even Amen. like the, it, you know, a lot of the, not a lot of closed eyes that are out there. And you, you know, well, we, I remember you, you and I both went to the Arnold, I think what, about four or five years ago, I think I saw you. Yes, and, yes, and, I, and, and even remember then it was a lot of bodybuilders. There was, you know, like whether it was natural, unnatural, it was very bodybuilder. Everyone had this kind of like bodybuilder type feel to it. Now you go, and it's so much to do with Instagram and social media. And not that there's anything wrong with that. And hell, I mean, I couldn't even have found the guys that I, that I follow, like Matt Porter, Jason Theobald, John Meadows, if it wasn't for social media. But the problem is those guys aren't typically the loudest. And when you no. don't have those guys being the loudest, you have other ones that are doing the talking. And, you know, I'm not going to throw out any names, but even, even in our area, you know, there's, there's a, I remember there was a, a pro natural bodybuilder um, who wasn't natural and, you know, he's giving, yeah. he's giving bad advice. And I, you know, I think, you know, what I'm talking about it and, 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 and they're, you know, they're, they're you changing it. Know you're talking about. Yeah. You and, and you know, and, and it, it sickens me. And, it, and it's one of those things where you see it and you, and you, and you're like, you want to believe that this is the guy who's going to be helping everyone. He's the natural pro in the area. And it's like, you see that happening and it's incredibly frustrating. And you know, cause if yeah. you want to do that stuff, there's a stage for that. You know, I, I, I'm not yeah. going to bark at you. No judgment. Like, heck, if you want to do it, go do it. But the thing is, is like, there's a stage for that. There's a stage for natural. And that's, that's kind of my biggest thing is cause you have these little people like, Oh no, this is natural. It's like, what about, what about these drugs is natural. And you kind of have to go back and forth with it a little bit. But uh, basically kind of going back to it, as far as the bro science, it's, you, you got to find the good people, the ones that are putting out the information, the ones that have been doing it for 10, 15 years. When you see some, some fly-by-night coach who, like, even for me, for example, I've been, you know, I've only been in, 
a couple of bodybuilding competitions. Like I may have won my pro card, but it's like I've prepped myself and I've helped a few others. I'm not going to go on being like, I'm a prep coach. You need to start paying me $500 a month. I got you. You know, I'm like, you're going to come in first, or I'm going to put, you know, these pounds on you. That's not what it's all about. At the show, it was unbelievable. Like, even me being able to win the show, I had the other competitors. I had Sam, Lucas. We were all helping each other out, helping each other with our oil, our color. These are my competitors in my class. These are people I'm going head to head for a pro card, and they're helping me out. Their coaches are helping us out. I even, I even had an extra pair of posing trunks that I ended up giving to somebody uh, because he forgot his at home. And he, 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 wasn't, he, wasn't, like, he, he was all the way over here, and you're going to tell me just because I'm worried about an overall that I'm not going to help somebody out? No way. No way. Exactly. That first show that I did, my first show, I've never seen so many egos. I was laughed at when I took you know, my warm-up suit off, the mind game, mm-hmm. the egos. Like, it was unbelievable. And to be at this show where you had people helping, you had good coaches in people's corners helping and pointing, helping you pump up. Be like, dude, this guy's not ready. We have to hold on for a second. Like it, that camaraderie and that friendship was so much more. And those are the guys that you want in your corner. Those are the ones that are going to help you out. When you, when you have other coaches that are trying to cut corners with this or, or like I said, you know, they're like, all right, we, we got you down to 1,200 calories. And I'm not saying that getting somebody down to 1,200 calories is bad. Some people need to get down there by the end of the prep. But if you are 1,200 calories and you're 12 weeks out, there's a freaking issue. And that's when yeah. you've got to see the difference. You've got you to see that difference. You've got to see the track record with people. And it's like you've got to find the people. And I think what you're doing on this podcast is, is what you're doing. You know, you're getting those guys that are going to be out there giving that good information, disseminating the good, good stuff, and getting those bro science guys out of there. Because I think, like, you're right. I believe that we're going to be able to outlive those guys. They're not going to be in the industry for very long. It's just right now with social media, we're in that hype point where that's kind of the biggest thing. But they will fall, just like everybody else. They will fall. Yes. Well, because they're not real and they're not truthful. And, you know, the only thing with me is that they hurt so many people in the process. And that, that's what, you know, and I, I can't say I hate it. I'm not saying I hate the individual. I, I am saying I hate that they're willing to risk someone's life and their health, you know, for a couple of bucks because, you know, it's it's so much damage. And, you know, when you hurt someone's trust, it takes so much to repair that individual, and they have to come back so far to to get back to what we would consider normal, because like you said, you know, it, it, if, if you miss a week in a prep, that's a long time. That's a lot of days that you have to make up. I think for every one day that's you it. miss, it's three days you have to make up. You know, it's it's that kind of ratio because muscle, when you're in a diet, doesn't want to stick around if you're not feeding it. And That's so right. if you do a whole week of being uh, undervaluing your health, there's going to be a price to pay, and I guarantee no one in prep wants to pay that. So if if you're already starting from a deficit, you're going to an even bigger deficit because you've actually you're actually practicing subtraction and division, and no one. Well, that that had a, a good prep going wants to go a whole week of damaged tissue, and you know it, 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 we. I mean, honestly, I love this because this is like me and you back at the the GNC just chit chatting <laughs> about the stuff that we did because it's it's, it's like it's fun to learn. I mean, like, what is this prep? You know, I was always asking, okay, what does this do? And then you tell me about it, I say, well, is it legal? You know, we go we go back and forth about the hits mm-hmm. and misses because there was there were certain gimmicks, like you're saying, that are out there. 
and uh, you know, my thing was the waist trainer. I, I I was just you know, it's for somebody that basically deals with biomechanics. It's all about form, function, and and functionality. And to see people Absolutely. basically compressing their internal organs with the intent to basically get a healthy appearance just shocked me because I said, well, why would you just want the health and fitness? Why, why would you want to appear to be healthy and fit but actually be doing so much damage to your internal organs that they're basically begging for mercy? I mean, your body's asking for a break because you're basically killing it at a place where you're supposed to be bringing it to a better state of being. So, you know, there's a lot of things out there, there's a lot of gimmicks, and there's a lot of things that basically do more harm than good. And, you know, it, it sounds good if you don't have the uh, the knowledge or or the, uh, the uh, I don't want to say intelligence, because until you learn, you just don't know. So there's a lot of ignorance on our parts going around, but it's because we're basically following people, like you said, that are, are Insta-famous, what I call it, that Instagram-famous where they get uh, so many followers. So basically, I don't know why you're following this person, but, hey, he's got a 1,000, so I'm going to follow him too, and maybe he's going to teach me something. But they're not teaching anything that, other than Photoshop and a great smile. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we still need to address, and thankfully, you know, we do have the P4P platform, and I thank God for that. But we also have Joe Perez. We also have the Leaf Andersons. We also have the John Abrahams who are promoters that basically speak about this before the shows and let you know, you know, I, I don't have any affection for someone who's going to cheat while they try to compete. And, you know, like you said, we, we both know the guy that you're referring, and it was a heart, uh, it, it was a blow to the heart because, you know, they are speaking and people are listening, but, you know, if they try to follow that diet, they're going to hurt themselves much more then they're willing to find out. And it is a blow to your ego, your pride, and your trust. And there's a long road back from that because it's more of a mental uh, abuse than a physical abuse to your body. And a lot of times it's both, but the mental damage sticks around so much longer after your body has recovered. So, you know, I'm loving this conversation, but we do have to get to some of these questions because, buddy, they're loving (laughs) where you're talking from. And uh, we have many that are basically, like I said, getting ready for prep. So I don't want to waste any more time. Kyle says, you know, he's seen the video, and he's like, you're one of the bigger uh, bodybuilders if you plan to compete on the pro stage this year because he hasn't seen anyone matching your size and leanness at the same time. Now, I have I have been throwing around the idea. I, I don't want to throw it out there, but I guess I might as well. I, I, I do want to compete by the end of the year. As far as the show that I want to do is to be determined. Um, I do believe uh, with the Shytown there was a, a qualification for the Natural Mr. Oak, which would be pretty cool in Vegas in November. Yeah. Um, so I mowed over that idea. Um, and then also kind of checking out a little bit more of the shows that they do have offered in the area too. Um, this one basically for me, I honestly, I got to be honest with you, I did want to dial in a little bit more for the show. Um, so believe it or not, I, I, I would have wanted probably another two weeks just to get a little bit more caught up. If I did compete, uh, um, I do believe my biggest, I guess if this is what I was asking kind of too, my, my focus would be uh, some of the body parts. Now, um, when, when actually looking at some of the competitors I was up against, it was kind of like Sam and Lucas. He had one that was incredibly aesthetic doing a vacuum, and then you had the other who was honestly, I thought, even bigger than me. <laughs> he won the most muscle as well, Sam. He was a, a great guy as well. But, but seeing mm-hmm. that, I, I actually 
I actually saw, I was like, I need to work on my shoulders. I need to work on my traps. And it was kind of neat to kind of see those places where I need to grow a little bit more. Um, I, I was lucky enough, and well, I guess uh, I worked hard enough to, to earn the, the best wheels of the show award, which is pretty awesome. I know where my quads are at. They're, they're pretty damn they're pretty damn impressive. Uh, I, should, I, I would hope so to earn that to earn that degree. No, you can you can but my you can yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do want to bring in the hamstrings though. Um, I do feel like uh, I'm lacking a little bit there. Uh, my posing, I, I I could I could tweak a little bit more as well there. <clears throat> um, those are going to be my biggest things. Um, bringing a little bit more condition, piece together a little bit more mass, uh, like my traps, my my shoulders a little bit, um, even my arms, uh, more my upper body, and then also hamstrings as well. Um, I would like to kind of tone it, just just crush it down a little bit more. I kind of want to see those glutes come in a little bit tighter which would be my goal uh, to, to step on the pro stage. Cause as you know, especially natural bodybuilding, uh, natural bodybuilding is known for the conditioning and, and, you know, whether yeah. or not, you know, sometimes you get it for fullness um, or that emaciated look like we had talked about earlier, it's there. And, and I know for me too, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what I brought to the stage, especially being that I did my own prep, but I do want to dial it in just a little bit more, um, especially if I'm going to be on stage at the, at the natural Mr. O, cause that's, those guys are, man, there's something else to tell you what. <laughs> yes, they are. And then, you know, you're talking about an international show and I'm telling you as good as the, the Chi town might've felt, it's truly awe inspiring to be with different countries and cultures competing as brothers. I can't explain that any better than what I just said, because I was blown away. I mean, as much as a fan, boy, I know you're a fan as well, but as much as a fan as I am of, of natural competition, to where you'll have people walking out with flags representing their country, that was just something I wasn't prepared for, and I can tell you I stopped me in my tracks a couple of times to have Brit- uh, British and uh, Australian reporters coming up to speak with you about how you can keep that international flavor where people aren't risking their health to look healthy, and, you know, they're actually competing with uh, the intent to be healthy and fit and actually bring people and mentor people into being uh, more aspiring toward better health instead of basically taking a pill. Like you said, supplementation ain't going to save it, and neither is some doctor-prescribed pill for something that's going wrong with your body. Um, I think it, it does, we do need to drive more towards being healthy as a, as a nation because, you know, when, when you have uh, obesity being called a sickness, I think we're sick and even trying to classify it that way. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of things that can bring that about, sports being one of them, and uh, bodybuilding is another because we're basically sitting in the gym where we can be approached. I know you've been approached, uh, you've approached us, and, you know, we've been sharing a lot of information, and I do weep for the five-star family that we're losing because of the transition to body tech, not a knock against body tech, but I'm just saying there was a certain mentality, there was a certain atmosphere, and there was a big camaraderie that that happened in that gym that I think will be sorely missed for that region. I hope that there's another gym that's willing to pick up that uh, mantle and basically drive us back to being that uh, family-oriented but also – you know, driven. I, I think that's the best way I could say because no, nobody in there was willing to uh, ridicule anyone. It was always uplifting, and I do, I do love that kind of atmosphere. And I'm trying to do that down here at uh, Fit Body U 
and so far so good. But you know what the mentality I'm talking about, and that is a big difference when you have supportive people rather than competitive people willing to derail your goals because for the sake of their own. I think it's selfish, and it does not work in that environment. Anything to add to that, Ben? I could not agree with you any more than what you just said right there. I I'd actually talked to a couple people about this. Um, I'm, I live in Moni now, and I actually mm-hmm. split some time in between uh, both body techs, both the one in Joliet that used to be five-star and the one in Mokina. Now, the one in Mokina, seems, they, they seem to have a solid crew there, seems to be kind of camaraderie. A lot of people kind of keep to themselves. But what I noticed with yeah. cars was that what was there was so much camaraderie. I mean, geez, <laughs> your introduction, of course, when I heard that, it didn't matter how I felt, what kind of workout I thought I was going to get, it ended up being a great workout. Because you just, you have that camaraderie and you have that pushing you like, hey, you got this, right? Do you need help? Because I'll be right here to push you if you need it. But I'm right here and I have your back. And you know, you don't, you don't want to let each other down. Even my biggest thing was that I knew my team, you know, my body tech, my five-star team, they had my back. I couldn't let them down. I had my family, my girlfriend, you know, just everybody, all my friends. It's like, you don't want to let these people down. And we used to have that at the gym. There's still those select people left, but now... I don't know if you've noticed it at the, at that same gym, but there's a lot of egos now. It's very almost, uh, yeah. it, it's like everyone's got a little, like a little click between themselves. And then they're talking smack about this person or that person. And, and, and you don't yeah. have that same camaraderie. And I felt that big time getting ready for this show because I missed it. And even for my first show, I know it didn't go very well for me, but we had that camaraderie there. We had that support staff and that's what made it so great. And that's what made me drive to want to compete, uh, to be a part of something bigger, you know, than just myself on there. And even for this show, it it was, and I I definitely agree. It it definitely changed things. Somebody needs to step it up. I hope I love that gym. You know, I grew up down the street from that gym. I hope it turns back around. I, you know, I hope, (laughs) you know, as soon as they started taking down all the the bodybuilders in that gym, it it hurt, you know, and I I wanted to be on that wall. So hopefully they put them back up. Uh, No doubt. That one, you know, those, those, a lot of those athletes I even competed with, you know, you, you and I both, man, we've been talking about it for how long, you know, we want to be on that wall. So hopefully they, they, they bring it back up. They put the recognition in back with the athletes. Cause I tell you what, we're the ones that, that make a name for, gyms you know we're the ones that put the respect there you know unless they want to be a plan of fitness you know they got to make sure that they're that they're, they're helping us out like we're helping them because i don't know about you but i brought a heck of a lot of people into that gym um and I, i'm sure yes, it as well but it, you know we're yes, you, you, you want people to be a part of that well yeah because you know it's a safe place i mean like the understanding that health and fitness is not just physical and um, to drive people with the mental understanding that you can get better and you can bring others up as well is what works so well with that dynamic. And when you have to work like that in spite of an organization or in spite of a building, it you know, unless you have a good core group, it will diminish. And, you know, when I, when I walked in there and, you know, this person's over here and this person's over there, this person's in the mirror, and it's like, you know, what happened? What, well, you know, how did this get yep. escape us and how did it get away? And it's because, you know, it, it, you have a different driving force and it basically put wedges between people. And that, and that hurt me because, you know, I loved. I mean, that was my home away from home. I, I don't know if you remember when they thought I was actually sleeping at that building because I'd be there when it opened up and I'd be there when it was closing down because I just oh, loved being goodness. in that atmosphere. 
Yeah, well, you're just so driven to do and help others. Okay, if you're going to be there in the morning, I'll be there in the morning. If you're going to be there at night, I'll be there at night. But we can get there because we wanted that team trophy. We wanted that uh, that team atmosphere, and we didn't want anybody to fail. And that came from within, not from without. So we didn't need help from management. We didn't need uh, help from an outside source. This is something that we all wanted. And we all mm-hmm. said as a team mentally that this was going to be done. And like you said, that doesn't happen from the outside in. That happens from the inside out, and we work it well. And, I, I, you know, I'm not bragging on that. This is all of us. This was every one of us that was willing to put your foot down, even to where you didn't know somebody, but you just said, look, as hard as you're driven, I want to see you get there. And that doesn't happen overnight. I mean, that it took a lot of years. Like you figure eight years ago you had a mindset. That mindset changed. Your body did because you kept that same focus and that same goal, and you had people surrounding you that were getting you away from the broke science and getting you to the understanding that, you know, as much as you might doubt yourself, I sure don't. I want you to get there, and I want you to improve, because if you improve, you're going to bring somebody with you, and that's what it was all about. And it worked. Absolutely. It worked so well. We could go in with five people and still win a team trophy, going up against people with 37 people, in their in their in their team. So, you know, I I love that. I love that. And it was it was it was going well and it was doing well and then I you know, basically lost the my car and I couldn't get up there as often and I came back and I was like, what the heck is this? And you know, it granted every building changes, equipment changes, equipment breaks down and, you know, there's gonna be some turnover as far as management. But the core group should not be forced out. And that that's what hurt me and, you know, it just, well, it just hurts. I mean, I'll just be honest with you because, you know, the, like you, you don't spend time in a place and get to know people and then say, okay, I can't go there anymore, so no big deal. No, you miss people because they're your family. I mean, that, but the fitness family is called that for a good reason. Anything to add? Absolutely. Definitely. I, I mean, I, I went down for both my undergrad and grad school down at Illinois State, down in Bloomington Normal, so a good hour and a half drive. I anytime mm-hmm. I came up and visited, you better believe I'm going into that gym and I'm going to go see your smiling face and everybody else that's in there because you wanted to get back to that feeling. When I'm down at ISU, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, had, they had Gold's Gym, which is, you know, it's a solid gym. You get your stuff done. You know, you had the rec center yeah. with, you know, other, you know, you know, other people my age kind of going at it. There was no sense of camaraderie. There was none of that pushing yeah. like it was up at Five Star. That was our place. That was where everything kind of came to pe- like came to be and like everything pieced together. And clearly it showed because I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who won the team trophy, but it wasn't us. I think Body by Vi, I think, uh, won the team. Uh, but either uh, way, like by, that. Uh, by Ivory. By Ivory, excuse me, Body by Ivory. So look right there. We didn't win that team trophy. I think that's the first time we haven't. So it, it kind of goes to show that it changed. It, it's not that it's changed, and it yeah. changed. And trying to get back to that, I, I, and I want not to say that it's not, you know, hopefully it's not impossible because, like I said, it, that place is as near and dear to my heart uh, just because it was home away from home. I mean, when you're prepping, you're there for cardio. You're there for working out. You're there for posing. I mean, you're there sometimes three, maybe four times a day. Like you said, you're up there first thing in the morning before work, before you go to bed at night. You got to get your cardio in, and that's the place you go. 
and you, you had that and it's just it's just changed and that's that's been so much and even going into the show i was really excited about the camaraderie and i'll tell you what i'm gonna give a shout out to cal to calvin senior and you know who i'm talking about because this man yes he, i do it doesn't matter who steps on that stage he's gonna have your back no matter what we're from the same gym he's asking you to work out that next day he literally texted me on sunday be like hey you come to the gym man like he was ready to go and that guy is all about camaraderie and he made that so much fun for me he was in my class and uh, man talking about a great guy a great bodybuilder but just just an unbelievable human being and those are the kind of people i miss and those are those people that have been there i mean they've been there for years they've been through the thick and thin they're what understands and that's and it gives me hope for that gym is that there is still some of those people left and they can keep it going on you know because those are those are the people that that take the you know like me when I was 20 years old you need a Calvin Cena to be able to take you under their wing and show you the good stuff you need somebody like that because you have these like, the fly by night coaches you have somebody's done one show yeah they happen to do well whether because they're a genetic freak you know they got lucky whatever the case is and then they're telling people bad advice you need those good guys and and I just hope that it does come back to that because you're right there's a difference and and it shows and you know for me it it felt weird you know I was lucky enough to have. You know, one of my best friends, Joe Thomas, uh, he had, he was in my corner for my first show, and he was there for my last show, mm-hmm. you know, help out with posing, oil, all that kind of stuff. And I had him, and that was huge for me. Um, because if you don't have that camaraderie, if you, things start falling apart in front of you, and, you know, it's it's not yes. a good feeling. We always, we always want to talk about bodybuilding like it's me up there, and it's true. You're the one flexing. You're the one posing. You're the one that's got to eat the food. You're the one who's got to work out. But I tell you what, there's no way in heck I'm winning that show without the support system I had not even close it's it's not going to happen you need it and having that gym behind you is huge and 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 not having that was was definitely different this year um probably out to say probably the biggest negative um uh, so far for this show and and it worked out well and i I, like i said it just because i've seen your struggle and seen you never give up because you're placing then and the struggles you had in life, I remember uh, your brother being uh, being hit real hard to where, you know, he was just heartbroken when he was had that card uh, deal that didn't fall through, mm-hmm. and you had to step up for him because, you know, you were, you were being the big brother. And he, he took that hard, and I understand why, but that stuff that takes you away from your focus, it takes you away from uh, your, your mental strength that you've been relying on, that motivating factor that comes from within – there's a lot of things that uh, come in. Family is, is a big thing that can draw you away. Uh, there's going to be family issues. There's going to be friend issues. There's going to be life issues. And then eight years later, you're an overall winner with a sword that could basically gut and cut anyone that gets in your way. It's more than a sword. Let me tell you, that thing is sharp as all get out. And you have, uh, I think you got more than one, don't you? I do. I've had two of those bad boys right now. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. I tell you what. <laughs> and then that's, that's just um, a, a goodie bag. So you know, I'm thinking, dang. <laughs> I think I think I came out ahead of this one. I mean, even not even if you don't win, I mean, the, the amount of stuff we get is in the support from from Joe and Heather's is absolutely unbelievable. Like I've never seen that. I've gone to pro shows i've gone to amateur shows i've gone to everything in that spectrum and i've never seen what i saw at the shy town showdown that was the goodie bags from nutrition direct i mean i mean i'm gonna have yeah. i'm gonna be trying supplements for for months you know and you know whether right. it's new pre-workouts or new proteins i'm, I'm upset 
Um, you have the winnings not only because of the, the amazing, the, the cruel trophies, these fantastic trophies that show every striation accurately. And it's not, you know, it, it's right? not the it's not the bowling trophy and nothing against bowling, but it's like you know, Thank you know God. the trophies oh, I'm I talking about. I can say it. I got everything. And that's bowling Shame on you. Shame yeah. on bowling no. <laughs> I apologize. We're not I apologize. Like, and that's and that's it's it's just not for us, you know. And it, and it's like you know, it, and it's you don't want to do it for some plastic trophy that you could have pieced together in the garage. You want something. You want to hang on your mantelpiece. It's going to be there, and you're going to be proud to display it. And the, the swords are yeah. amazing. The, the the I mean, I want to call. Them, I don't even want to call them trophies. They're second statues, to none, really. You know, second to none. You know, second to none. I've never seen anything like it. And then on top of that, never. you have the, the amazing sponsor like EFX giving like these, these supplement stacks away. Um, I mean, it's like, and you have all this, all the vendors that were there, they're giving away t-shirts. They're giving away, I mean, like just being at the show, if you didn't walk away with a hand, like with arms of free stuff, I don't know what you're doing there. Like it, it was, it yeah. was unbelievable. And, and that's, that's what makes it so exciting at these shows too, is because, you know, you pay your entry fees and, and, and very rarely, very rarely do you ever get anything back unless you, unless you're the winner. You're Sometimes the winner yeah. doesn't get much. And, and you know, you, no. you, and it's like whether you're at the bottom of the pack or the top of the pack, you're walking out of there with bags and bags of stuff and a memory that you're going to yes. love for the rest of your life. And what I like about Joe, Joe Perez and Heather is that they told the vendors, you know, there will be uh, samples to hand out. There will be things that people can take home. And he stressed that after prejudging and during the intermission, make sure you go back there. If you don't buy anything, just stop by for the free sample so you can see what these people are about. And that is, mm-hmm. you know, heads and shoulders above that. And one of the things, you know, like it's perennial, it's an annual for me simply because I know I'm always welcome there just to do the interviews because to me that was groundbreaking where not only do you win, but you get to have your time to speak about the win and all it took live and actually, actually happening at the show. You know, most of the time when Desiree and I go there, it's to represent Midwest Muscle. It's not representing the show or the organization itself, which is Joe and Perez. They did that from day one where it was set up. We have this spot set up simply for the person who won and did their best, and now let's hear about it so other people can do the same thing or better next year. That was groundbreaking, and that's why I'm there every year because, like you said, you don't want to let these people down that are basically supporting and giving their all, and then you sit there and say, well, I'm going to half-butt it, and I'm maybe going to show up. You know, I mean, I, you know, if I get there for the afternoon, you know, that's enough, right? We know we're steadily wanting to be wholeheartedly into everything, and, 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 and that makes a difference in how that show is represented because the family love, he, Joe literally involves his whole family in that show to make sure it's run correctly, and then he wants to have everyone that comes to the show feel like family, because that's how he approaches his life. So I'm just loving everything that he's done, everything he plans to do, and everything he will do in the future to, you know, and basically keep us all wanting to do our best for him like he does for us. Anything left to add? Shout-outs and everything? Oh, man. I just uh, I got to shout-out to, of course, Joe and Heather for just an amazing show. Um, everything was fantastic, and, and, and to kind of go, and kudos to them. I mean, you, you're talking about people and, and, and Joe who's competed and, and he's brought his family on stage. And, and when he yes. at the competitor meeting goes, if you win the overall, 
we want you to bring your family up there. They're a part of this just as much as you are. They might not be on stage in their underwear, but they're just as much a part of what you just did. And as soon as I won my overall, you better believe I was waving my family to get up there because they probably deserve that trophy more than we do. Because I tell you what, they got to deal with us. And, I, and, and yeah. as cool and calm and collect as we can try to be when we diet, they're the ones that have to deal with us being anxious, being, you know, I mean, you're, you're stressing the entire time worrying about everything. And they're the ones that either, A, got to calm you down or B, help you out. And it's, it, and, yeah. and it's so much to be a part of that. And you know, Joe, where he's, he's a no BS kind of guy, but he's a very, he's a very kind soul. He's got your back. He's making sure he goes, this is the way I'm running my show. If you don't like it, you don't have to be a part of it, but we'd love you to be, a, you know, because this is the way yeah. I want to run my show for my competitors because this is the way it should be done. And he stands by that 100%. So first and foremost, Heather, Heather and Joe, got to thank them. Nutrition Direct for the goodie bags and Jason over there. I mean, geez, fantastic guys over, over there if you ever need any help. Those are good guys. Also, of course, GNC, they help me out big time too. Um, any, anywhere those two places you go, you're going to be helped out. I have to give a shout-out again to my family and my parents for dealing with me. Um, you know, and my dad's you know, been a fan of Arnold for forever, and it, it was cool for him to kind of see me up there, and he's always had my back. And, and my Arnold? mom as well. You know. <laughs> what was that? I said, you know, he's a big fan. Oh yeah, exactly. Receive <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and to see that, to get excited about it, my, my brother, you know how excited he is and he's yelling and clapping and screaming, being a hype man on stage. I got to thank him. Um, my girlfriend, Katie, for having my back and helping me with my meals and, and being able to sacrifice. I mean, heck, it's her birthday today. We have tickets for a Cubs game. And she's like, you're doing this interview whether you like it or not. Like, she's, she's making Aww. sure that it's, it's about me and, and getting this done for myself because she knows how much it means to me. Uh, she's willing to miss out on stuff for her birthday. So just an incredible shout-out there. Um, just to, yeah. to everybody on my back, Joe Thank Thomas, my, my grandparents, everybody, you know, everybody. It just they're just they're just amazing people. They really are. So I'm very very blessed and very fortunate to have everybody on my back. And of course you as well, Caleb. You did there give me a big old hug as soon as you saw us competing. Man, your eyes lit up. It was and that made my day right there. It was just having having that. So thank you to all the competitors and everything that that were there to just to kind of make that day smooth um, and just just absolutely just just a great memory for me. So just everybody. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Uh, but just a big thank you to, to everybody. And, and I. You know, go ahead. <laughs> you you did great, brother. You did great, and I, like I said, much love and much respect because this wasn't. Uh, <clears throat> I win the first time I step on that stage. It's basically I didn't like the way I did eight years ago, and I'm still going at it until that eighth year gets there, and I can do it right. So you never gave up. Right. And I hope that people understand. Eight years is a long time between competing. Yeah, there's a lot of growth. Yeah, there's a lot of things, but it, there was a lot of hurt in between. And you found a way to get past all of that and still uh, represent uh, basically your friends, your family, and your supporters. And that's the best thank you you could give them is basically looking your best when you need to. So, you know, great job with that. Um, listeners, your questions were asked before we even had, I even had to ask them. So, I, you know, and he knows this stuff. Uh, what's a way to contact you, Vince, if people want to follow you? On Instagram, it's my first and last name, Vince Bendati. They can do that. Um, if you wanted to contact me on Facebook, same exact way of doing that. My email, if they'd like to contact me there, is V, my last name, Bendati92 at gmail.com. If they have any questions on anything, they want to know anything at all, I'm, I'm an open book, so ask away, and I'd be happy to help anybody, especially if, they are, if they're a physique athlete or even just if they're just trying to be healthier, just, you know, just live life a little bit and they have some questions. 
be happy to help. There you go. And I'll also segue that and, and, and piggyback what you just said. And this man knows his supplement. So if there's any gimmick supplement out there, <laughs> he can put it on blast without having to put it on blast because he's very humble and, how, and cordial how he does that. But if you ask him directly, he'll give you an answer directly if it's crap or if it's basically worth taking because some of this stuff is basically just spending your money for garbage. Um, Target has been blasted about that. And, uh, you know, I, thankfully you got me on to that stuff before I, I had to find out after spending almost 100 or 300 or sometimes $3,000 later. And that's a lot of money yeah, to be wasted right? for something that's actually doing absolutely nothing. So, Mr. Abindoti, I really appreciate this, brother. I, I love what you did, and I love the transformation mentally and physically. And I, I'm I'm so very proud of you. I, I've never been uh, holding palms on that. You, you, you're driven, and I love that you are, and you, you've got a 1,000 questions with the intent to get a 1,000 answers, not just doing lip service and all the other crap. So thanks so much, man. Get back to your day and your birthday. God bless you. Tell your woman happy birthday for me. God bless her for giving you this time. And have a blessed night, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the kind words. Thank you, everybody. You have a great rest of your night. Take care. All right, brother. There you have it. One of the most original and genuine persons on the planet, Mr. Vince Abindoti. He does a great job. I mean, he's full of information. What he shared with you is not even a third of what he knows. He's so very intelligent. So for Desiree, maybe next time I'll catch you Thursday, Mr. Vince Bindote. Yes, and all the listeners, thank God for you. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle People, P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. We are.